Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back today with Pam Barnhill and we're having a great discussion. We are talking about planning and organizing your homeschool and this is part of our homeschool survival series. I hope you have been encouraged by our conversation so far. If you missed our conversation on Monday, go back and listen to it because it was really encouraging. And this is for new moms, veteran moms, all the moms, all the homeschool moms. I hope this is a great, great resource for you and encouragement in your homeschooling. Before we jump back in though, I wanna thank our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math curriculum, go to ctcmath.com, try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Pam, thank you for coming back with me again today, of course. Um, This is fun. I love talking about all these things. I love planning. I'm better at planning than I am sticking to the plan. (laughs) Of course. I like to make things look pretty and you've got lots of pretty resources on your website, um, which just are so pleasing to my eye because I like things to be, you know, beautifully colored and pretty designs and all those things. And so I love that they're not just boring worksheets because who wants that, right? That's no fun. Totally. Um, Half the fun is making the plan for sure because plans are perfect and then you execute. (laughs) It's kind of like when you're a parent, you are the perfect parent before you you actually have children. (laughs) Homeschooling, you're the perfect teacher and the perfect homeschool mom until you actually start homeschooling. And then you realize that you have no idea what you're doing half the time. (laughs) Even if you've been doing it a long time, we're finishing our 11th year and there's still days where I'm like, what am I doing again? Yeah, I, most is, days. Is this working? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's my secret. Here's my secret. I do a podcast about homeschooling and have all these people come on and tell me what to do because I have no idea most of the time what I'm doing. <laughs> I love <laughs> so, it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want me to just be real, <laughs> then, <laughs> that's why. So this podcast is all about my selfishness and me trying to figure out how to do life with my kids. <laughs> and this is why I bring people like Pam on to help me navigate through this world of homeschooling. Um, and I'm only partly kidding. I know God has shown me so many amazing things and I, I love, love doing what I do. I love doing this podcast. I love being able to encourage homeschool families. And um, and most importantly, of course, as we talk about all the time, through all of your planning, I mean, you can have the greatest plan, you can have the greatest worksheets and it still uh, doesn't always work out the way that you want it to work out. And so that's okay. Um, you know, we, we do our very best, but the most important thing is that we point our kids to Jesus. And we talk about that on pretty much every episode. So just keep that in the front of your mind. That is the most important thing. Wherever you're going, point them to Jesus. Um, I want to jump into this morning talking about course of study and what that looks like. Why is it important to have a course of study? Some people are like, what does that even mean? So explain to us what that is and why that is something that's helpful in our planning and organizing of our homeschool. Okay. Um, so course of study is like a fancy term for basically what subjects are we going to do this year? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and that's basically all it is. And the reason that, you know, the reason to think about it is because you probably have to do way less than what you think you have to do. Um, so one of the things that I like to talk to people about when we talk about course of study is something that nobody has probably ever told you before, and that's there are two kinds of subjects when it comes to school subjects or homeschool subjects. And the first kind of subjects are subjects that are skill-based subjects. So these are the skills that you're going to build on that you're going to use later in life to help you learn other things. So things like learning to read, um, handwriting, 
uh, actually doing composition, so writing papers. Um, also, mathematics is another skill-based area. So these are subjects that your kids, they kind of need to enter into this at the beginning. And there is a pretty much a set pattern that they follow and the skills build one on the other, and they really need to go at their own pace. Mm-hmm. The other kind of subject is a content area subject. So a content area subject is something like a science, a history, a literature. And when you get the big box from the curriculum company that has a grade on it, all of these subjects are in there and you kind of get it in your head that they're like all the same. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to say that they're all not equally important because they they have their own um roles that they fulfill, you know, without the content area subjects, I think school would be kind of boring, right? Um, But they're not the same and they shouldn't be treated the same. So content area subjects, these are the ones that we're going to prioritize, especially for elementary kids, especially for younger kids. And our kids are probably going to work on these individually as they get older and just build on themselves. We're going to work to mastery on these, but we're also not going to push our kids because it's much better that they learn these and not uh, just gloss over them. Whereas content area subjects, on the other hand, are different because these are great subjects where we can combine our kids and teach all of our kids together um, and really save ourselves some time and some energy. Also, there's no set order that content area subjects need to be learned in. I mean, don't let anybody sell you a bill of goods that your first grader must start with ancients or your third graders got to do American history. You can really do those in any order that you want. And so when you embrace the flexibility and freedom that comes from understanding the difference between these two kinds of subjects, it really opens up uh, a great number of things in your homeschool. And so back to that course of study, if you have a first grader, learning to read those beginning phonics skills, those beginning math skills, and some handwriting. That's really all you need to be doing. Everything else is gravy. Have fun. Follow their interests. Do unit studies. Learn neat things. Mm -hmm. But don't worry about checking off the boxes of all of these other things that you think you must do because you really don't have to. Right. And the content area subjects would be history, science, literature, things like that, that you're saying, you, can, like that. you know, kids can do all together. So, so yeah, that's a great thing. And, and for a course of study, what we've done, and, and I know what some of the forms are that you have on your website is basically, it's like a, a spreadsheet that will, yeah. it's very simple. I mean, it's like subject grade and what, what you're using. So if you're going to do yeah. history, you would just put, you know, under the subject column, history under, you know, the column of, you know, the resource you would put maybe apologia or whatever history, you know, source you're going to use. Um, and it, it, it helps with, it helps with just bringing it all together so that you're not constantly like, what am I supposed to be doing? What book am I supposed to use for history or for science or whatever? Um, and so it's just, and, and you can just do this handwritten. It doesn't even have to be a fancy, beautifully made form by Pam Barnhill. Yeah. Though that's nice and will look prettier on your refrigerator. And we have it for free too. So if you go to, yeah, freehomeschoolplanner.com, the course of study form is one of the ones you get in the free set. Oh, Um, great. Okay. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, it's just your, it's your research and your planning sheet basically. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to list out the subjects that we need to do this year. You know, I I need to have a math. I need to have, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, at our house, we don't even start doing composition until my kids are 10 or older. We don't start grammar until junior high school, which I know could just be absolutely shocking for some people. But, you know, it's to me, grammar is kind of like you use the same thought processes that you do for algebra. And so why not just wait until it's easy to do instead of spending your, you know, spending years like beating your head against the wall. (laughs) So, um, just listing out the subjects that you need to do and then what resources are you going to use for each one? Yeah, fantastic and easy. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Are you struggling with managing homeschooling your child on a day-to-day basis? BJU Press has a new homeschool planner that can simplify your homeschooling. With BJU Press Homeschool Hub, you can see your child's work for each day, track grades and grade assignments all in one organized system. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub can make your experience more manageable and more enjoyable. You can have the resources you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the Hub can improve your homeschooling. Parents everywhere are waking up to the fact that God is calling them to teach their children His Word. BibleQuest gives you a plan and resources to do just that, using the incredibly effective classical model. Help your students memorize biblical information through games and scripture memory songs. Build their understanding with easy-to-use Bible discussions. Mentor them to be wise doers and sharers of the Word. Biblical knowledge, understanding, and wisdom for a lifetime. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. R-O-C-K-E-D. That's BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. R-O-C-K-E-D. We were talking about course of study before the break. Now I want to jump into the the big scary stuff um, for most parents. I want to talk about report cards, grades, transcripts, all that stuff. And you know, we we live in a world, of course, where most people coming into homeschooling, they think that they need to have a report card. They need to have you know they need to grade every subject um, that their kids are doing. I, I think I've I've told this story, I'm sure, on the podcast a couple of times, but my mom for years and years would ask my girls for a report card. And I never had one to give them because I, I didn't need one. I mean, that we don't move ahead until they've mastered something. And so it seems unnecessary for me. But anyway, she really wanted a report card. And so one day I got a piece of paper and with a Sharpie, I wrote, you know, I don't know, it was like Hampton School for, you know, the, you know, great kids of Georgia or whatever. I don't know what it was. And um, <laughs> made some goofy name up. And then I listed all the things, you know, it was like Bible, history, science, math. And I put A plus, A plus, A plus, A plus, A plus. And, and I folded it up and I mailed it to my mom. And she she got a kick out of that. She was like, okay, okay, I understand. I get it. But we seem to think that we need to have a report card. We had to have grades. Um, so let's talk about that for a minute. Because you used to be a teacher, Pam. Like I mentioned yeah. before, talk to us about report cards and grading and all that fun stuff. Let's think about the purpose of grades. Why do teachers give grades to kids? Why do schools give grades to kids? And the reason that they do is so they can communicate to someone else how that child is doing. So Mm -hmm. if I'm a teacher and I'm giving a child a grade, so I can communicate to my administration or I can communicate to their parents what progress that child is making in the class. Well, you know, when you're homeschooling, you're sitting next to the child every day, and there's a very good chance that you're probably the only person that needs to know how that right. child is doing, right? So don't waste the time to go through and um, grade every single thing to, um, to, you know, to fill out a report card or anything like that, because you know, if your husband needs to know, 
have a conversation with him, you know, right. talk to him, tell him how your child is doing. So uh, we recently made a report card and I just want to let you know uh, that with your Sharpie, that Canva now has uh-huh. some oh, great yeah. report card templates. <laughs> nice. My son was applying for a scholarship to That's Space awesome. Camp, which he got, by the way. Oh, cool. But yeah, so we we just, I went to Canva and like downloaded <laughs> it and like typed in the subjects that he's doing and put his grade in there. That's so funny. you're not communicating with others. So unless somebody is asking you for the grades, mm-hmm. like in this particular situation, you, you really don't have to worry about it. So, you know, what do you need to grade? Um, right. it, I never put, I'd sit and work on composition with my boys. Um, and then I look over my daughter's work later and I never put a grade on anything. Actually we use IEW. So we do the checklist uh-huh. that's in oh, there, yeah. yep. but yep. I, like when it's just me and them, I don't even add up the points on the checklist. Right. We just talk about the things that they need to do. Now, when I taught IEW at the co-op and I had, you know, other people's kids and I was teaching them in a class, then I put the points on there and I added up the points on the checklist because that yeah. communicated to them, right. you know, how they had done. So, um, with math, you just want to check to be sure that the problems are correct. And right. so, they can do that themselves. Like they come to you, I'm done with my math sheet. You give them the math book so they can see the answers and they can go through and check the answers for themselves. You don't even right. have to do that because you're going to talk to them about what they got wrong. Why did you get this one wrong? Was, mm-hmm. you, you know, was it a simple math error or do you not understand the concept? Oh, look, you got all five of these wrong or right. three out of five of them wrong. Maybe there's something here you're not understanding. Let's yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Easy breezy. Um, transcripts. Let's talk about that because transcripts is, you know, when, once we get into the high school years, especially if you have a child who is college bound, um, Mm -hmm. especially they will need to have a transcript. Um, also maybe if they're going into the military or, you know, something like that, of course, um, they will have to have a, a transcript. And I know that's super scary. I was terrified when I, when we were going into high school, when Brooklyn was, and I was like, I don't know how to do a transcript. I don't know what to do. And so I got some help and, and it was so much easier than I thought. So talk briefly on that because that's different than a report card. It is and it's not. So the first thing is, once again, this is a way to communicate mm-hmm. to someone, someone else, else right. how your child did in school. And so we're going to give them a list of the courses that they took and a list mm-hmm. of the grades. Which this goes is, back to the course of study yeah. that we talked about at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing that I've been told. Um, my good friend, Sarah McKenzie, shared this with me. She's she's graduated one who's gone off to college, and then she's got another one who's close to graduating. And she said, don't make it fancy. It's like, they don't want fancy. They don't want to be impressed by fancy class names. They don't want to be impressed by fancy course descriptions and things Mm -hmm. like that. So basically English one, English two, English three, English four. You don't Mm -hmm. have to justify what you did. You don't have to tell them what they read. You don't have to do any of that stuff. English one, two, three, and four, put your letter grades out there. What was the grade that they earned? You know, pre-algebra, algebra one, algebra two, you know, uh, botany, biology, just keep it simple yep. and put the grades there. And that's yeah. all you need to do. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy stuff to do. It's not nearly as o- overwhelming as I thought it would be. No, <laughs> so, no, not at and all. And again, Pam has some resources on her website <laughs> for transcripts. Um, this is this is not a Pam commercial. I'm just telling you guys this because it makes it so much easier than having to come up with these things yourself. Um, so, and yeah. you mentioned that you do have some free resources on your website as well. Um, yeah. Downloads. 
Yeah, so freehomeschoolplanner.com. Um, we have basically... This is the core. I mean, we have over 40 different forms um, in our uh, planning course that you can purchase, but I will tell you that the core forms that are in that free homeschool planner are the ones that I use to plan my homeschool each year. That's where I start every single year. Okay, great. Let's talk about one last thing um, really quickly. I want to talk, well, shoot, this is going to be a big question. We might need to save this for tomorrow because I want to talk about lesson planning. Um, oh yeah, this, that's going to be big. Th- yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that tomorrow. So here's your cliffhanger for the day. We're going to talk about lesson planning because that's where, again, it all comes together. Your course of study, your, all that and, and, and scheduling. Um, I love Pam's loop scheduling. I had never heard of loop scheduling until Pam taught me about loop scheduling. So we'll talk about those things tomorrow. So there's your cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. You're going to have to come back tomorrow to hear about that. Um, you guys can learn all things about Pam at pambarnhill.com. We'll put all the links in the show notes for you guys so that you don't have to worry about going and searching for them on your own. Um, so thank you for joining us. And if you've not yet left a review for this podcast, we would love it if you would do that. Please go to iTunes and leave a review. If it's something that's encouraging to you, we get messages from people all the time telling us what a blessing the podcast is. And we love that. We love getting those messages. Um, If you would take those messages and throw them up on iTunes, so that really does help other people to find out about the podcast. And when they're searching for a homeschool podcast, they will find the Schoolhouse Rock podcast and Pam's podcast as well. You have your morning basket podcast and the 10 minute, what is it? 10 minutes to a better homeschool. That's it. Podcast as well. So they're excellent. Thank you guys for joining us. We will be back with you tomorrow to finish the rest of this discussion. Have a great afternoon. See you then. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.